So good to be back with you after the Mass in November. I went to Mr. Yanko and I said, I need to come back for your next school Mass. And I had to convince another priest to swim with me so that I could come here. Because I only gave you the first half of the story. Last time I only shared the first half and I knew I couldn't leave you hanging. I had to complete the story. As you might remember the first half of the story, I said that Jesus has a crush on each one of you boys. Ever since the first moment in your mommy's womb, Jesus has had a crush on you. He's been madly in love with you by name, head over heels for you. He knows every little detail about your life, your greatest joys, your darkest sorrows. He knows it all. And still, in the providential words of Taylor Swift, he calls out every day, dreaming about the day when you will wake up and find that what you're looking for has been here the whole time. See that tabernacle? See that? He's in there, and he's singing. He says, if you could see that I'm the one who understands you, been here all along, so why can't you? Yes, two months ago I shared the amazing news that Jesus, he wants to take the relationship with you from the level of a crush, where it's just one way, him to you, to level of dating, in which it's two way, you respond back to the crazy love that he has for each one of you. Well, as I shared, I came to complete the story, because I didn't come just to sing more Taylor Swift. I came to tell you that Jesus doesn't just have a crush on you and want to date you. No, he wants more. He wants more. Jesus wants to marry you. I'm serious. But let me get this clear. This is no, like, Bruno Mars song, Marry You, which... Jesus is just randomly coming up with some idea like, hey, it's a beautiful night. We're looking for something dumb to do. Hey, me, I think I want to marry you. No, this is not Bruno Mars at all. It's more like Christina Perry's song, A Thousand Years. We're going twilight today. Okay, so some of you might know Edward. loves Bella, and Edward felt like he had to wait a thousand years to finally meet the love of his life, Bella. And he tells her that the wait, the wait to finally see her face to face was like dying every single day. Until he could finally see her face to face and propose to her in marriage. And so we can imagine Edward singing these words to Bella, you're welcome to join me on this one. I have died every day
history, if you read the whole story, you see it's one long story of God's passionate love as the bridegroom in search of his bride, and it all culminates in the event on the cross where Jesus calls himself the bridegroom, and he offers his life up for the bride, the church, to become one flesh with her. And so you can really imagine Jesus saying these words when you look at him on the cross. Can't you just imagine Jesus saying, I have died every day waiting for you. Darling, don't be afraid. I've loved you for a thousand years, and I'll love you for a thousand more. And yet, this is not just something you're supposed to read about in the Bible or hear in a homily. It's something you're supposed to experience here in your life at this very Mass. I'll give you a little history lesson. Say there's a guy in BC, and he, say this guy wants to get married to you. So, we're talking 2,000 years ago, the time of Jesus. Just put your 2,000 year ago cap on. There's a guy in BC, who wants to get married to you. And so the tradition is, the guy in BC will go to your dad, and he would say, what does it take What's the price I have to pay to propose to your daughter in marriage? Just for the opportunity to, to propose to you, they would set up a deal. And so he would say, because he knows you, he would say, front row seats at Taylor Swift concert in Seattle. That's what he would say, that's what I want. This is just an opportunity to propose to you. So, the dad, of course, he would accept it. He knows you love Taylor Swift. And then what the guy would do, he would set up this special meal. He'd invite you to the meal, family, friends, surround the meal, and he would take bread and wine, and he would say to you, this is my covenant with you. Take and eat. Take and drink. Now the girl was totally free to say yes or no. If she said yes, she was in fact saying, I do, and she would consume the meal, and they would be married. She could say no, though, and she could keep the Taylor Swift tickets and send the guy away. But if she said yes, if she accepted the meal, she entered into a covenant with him, and she was married to that guy. Well, Jesus wants to marry you. And so what did he do on Holy Thursday? First, he negotiated a price with your Heavenly Father. No Taylor Swift tickets. The price he was going to pay is this. This is the price. Then he set up a meal, and he instituted the priesthood. Men who were going to be celibate, who were going to give their life to be assigned as the bridegroom for the church, so you could clearly see this guy is not playing two games. He is an image of Jesus, the bridegroom. And he set up this special meal where he took bread and wine. And he had the same words, this is my covenant with you. Take and eat, take and drink. And they told these men, do this in memory of me. And for the last 2,000 years, they've been doing it in memory of him. At this mass, right here right now. Jesus 
is proposing in marriage to every single one of us. I, as his priest, in a few short time, in, in five, ten minutes, will say the exact same words. This is my covenant with you. Take and eat, take and drink. And if you come and receive, you are in, in effect saying to every single person here, I do, to Jesus in his marriage that's what he's doing at every single Mass. And he wants to win your hearts over. So he gives you readings from Scripture. He gives you this whole production in which you can hear those words. He's saying, I have died every day waiting for you. Darling, don't be afraid. I've loved you for a thousand years. I'll love you for a thousand more. So I have a question. Raise your hand if you've received Holy Communion. Raise your hand. Okay. So my question, just for those who have received Holy Communion, not for the others, just if you've received Holy Communion, how is your marriage? How is your marriage with Jesus? How is it going? It's a good question to ask. Right? Jesus just doesn't have a crush on you. He doesn't just want to chase you his whole life. He doesn't just want to date you. He wants your relationship to be just as serious and just as intimate as any possible marriage you can imagine. He offered his whole life to pay a price just to be able to propose to you. And he's got a bunch of people like me who have been willing to lay down their life so that you could get that marriage proposal every single day. So how is your marriage? It's not to guilt. It's just to shed light upon the reality of the type of relationship that you were made for. This is what you've been made for. The whole reason anything exists is for this type of relationship with God himself. That's what you're made for. Jesus wants to have the type of relationship in which when you're freaking out about your exams coming up, you can freak out to him. He can share your stress, your anxiety. And you can just pour out your heart to him like in a marriage. You'll be able to say, this is what I'm really struggling with. And he'll say, I'm with you. I want to share your pain. Or in those days where you don't feel beautiful, and you're so self-conscious about how you look, and you're stressed out about what people say about you. He wants to be able to speak words to you, to say you are beautiful. Just be able to see how he looks at you. To take away the stress of trying to live up to some impossible standard you've set for yourself. And the culture sets me all the time. And the list could obviously go on and on and on. Of the type of relationship he desires to have with each one of you. Far more intimate, far more serious than any marriage. Because every single marriage here, one day will end. But the relationship we have with Jesus, that's forever. 
I just want to conclude with a little bit more story of that initial marriage offer. So, say you, uh, you eat the bread, drink the wine, the BC guy's all happy. He's like, yes, I did it. Taylor Swift tickets, water over. He wasn't done yet, though. He wasn't off that easy, okay? He had to go back home, and he had to build a dwelling place for you. He had to create a home, a special home, in which you would build And when he was done with that completion, he would come back, and he would take you to be with himself. You didn't know when this would happen. It was an unknown date. And from the time that you said yes to the marriage proposal, to the time that he got you, you had no contact with him. You could not see his face. But you trusted that one day he would come and get you, and you would be with him forever. In the meantime, you were given a new name. You were referred to as one who was bought with a price. That's what people would call you. One who was bought with a price. And you could tell your friends and family and everyone, look at the price that this man paid to propose to. You would brag to your family and friends, look at the price that this man paid to propose to. How about us? I don't know what names you call yourself. I don't know what names you've accepted. Some of them might not be that good. But Jesus has a name for each one of you. As one who is bought with a price. And Jesus wants every single girl here to be able to look at the cross and say, see how much I'm worth? See how much I'm worth? God gave his life for me. That's how much I'm worth. And because it's so difficult to really believe this, it's so hard sometimes to actually believe that God himself could be calling you as one who was bought with a price, he gives us the opportunity every single day to repeat the covenant with to renew our vows. So that every single day, he wants to offer his body and blood for you. Every single day. Every single day you can see that he's saying, I have died every day waiting for you. Here is waiting for you. He wants to say, darling, don't be afraid. I've loved you for a thousand years since the beginning of time, and I'll love you for a thousand more. I'm going to continue to be in pursuit of you the rest of your life. But he wants to offer a new chance for each one of you at this Mass. So I really want to invite you to believe that at this Mass, if you're ready, when you come to receive Holy Communion, he's offering his body and blood for you. He's giving his life for you. And if you come to receive you're entering into the most intimate and serious of all possible relationships. So the question is, will you say, I do, to Jesus today?